Hello, hello, hello. This is the intro. And welcome to the Style Cooperative Podcast, where we discuss all things creative, but through the lens of God. Good afternoon. I am Jaquil Dublin, and I am the creator of the Style Cooperative, as well as the host for the Style Cooperative Podcast. This is our maiden episode, and it is called Closet Overhaul. How to say I'm privileged without saying I'm privileged. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I own a lot of clothes, everybody. A lot of clothes. So much so that about every year I do what is called the um, the closet clean out. And I think the overhaul came from doing multiple clean outs. Um, every time that I move, every time that a season changes, and I think that I have stuff that I don't want to wear, I do a clean out in which I invite my friends over and I just let them rummage through the stuff that I know I'm like, well, I'm not too keen on it. So I guess I will let y'all see if y'all want it and whatever they don't want, it goes back into my closet, but whatever they do want, they take it with them. I have one rule. Don't tell anybody that you got it from me. It's yours now. <laughs> you just shopped in the Jaquil closet. So um, I like when people uh, get clothes for me, I want it to be their clothes. I don't ever want it to be my clothes. But in doing that, um, the last time that I did a closet clean out was right before I moved into my new home. And I've been here since right before the pandemic began and we're two years or is it three years now into uh, the pandemic. And I moved into a lovely cozy um, two bedroom uh, carpenter's home. (laughs) And I just realized like the closets in these kind of spaces are not new closets all right these are little tiny baby closets um like little short closets they are not ideal they and they were not ideal for the level of clothes that i brought into this situation now mind you i moved from a one bedroom apartment and then i moved into a two bedroom home that not only has two bedrooms but it has a basement but Closet space, when I say closet space is real and necessary, it's real and necessary. It's also a place where you can acquire a lot of things and not let them go. (laughs) And that's what I had done. And this whole overhaul came as a result of me not just having small closet space and not really um, wanting to... Uh, increase the closet space like oh I'm gonna make this room my second closet I didn't want that what I wanted was to create a more me centric wardrobe instead of just like a lot of things that are in my closet because we're all guilty of that I have um, so much clothes but nothing to wear and I'm just I was basically tired and fed up with it and so I'm like nah we're gonna do a real overhaul like this is it this is going to be be the beginning we're gonna overhaul we're going to make some real changes not like the faux changes and not changes that like look cute but don't last but we're about to do a real thing so I wanted to talk to you guys about how I um went about creating this closet overhaul what it entailed what I didn't do um, according to all of the, uh, things that, you know, anytime that you see anything on social media, they give you all of these aesthetically pleasing ways to 
do your overhaul, but overhauls are ugly sometimes and overhauls take time. Overhauls are not always instantaneous. They're really, they're never instantaneous, but we like to package things into this tiny um, 60 second clip of beauty. And I'm actually going to be posting a video probably on my YouTube page that sort of coincides um, visually with this podcast, this maiden podcast. But even when I was doing like the sped up videos of going through all of the clothing and everything, like even the sped up videos, I'm like, baby, this took some time. This was a lot, but I wanted to talk to you guys about how I achieved this closet overhaul and how I plan on maintaining this closet overhaul. So first things first, I absolutely um, invited the Holy Spirit into this process. I am a believer. So I believe that we as believers should invite God into every aspect of life changing things. Like it shouldn't be, uh, I'm changing this thing, but for me personally, and for those who are believers, like our mindset should be God, like, what do you want out of this thing? Like, what do you, what do you want? And the reality is when I invited the Holy Spirit into this whole process, of the overhaul it came from the question god who are you making me to be now who i was five years ago is not who i am today and i wanted i want to look like what you're doing in my life so to speak and so in doing that i had to invite the holy spirit in so that when i looked at the clothing that i had certain things it's not me anymore. And you have to look at certain things that are not you and be ready to say, okay, this is no longer me. So what is the point? What am I holding on to it for? And a lot of times we're holding on to it. Um, I, I also, I, I was a fashion major. Um, I took some uh, fashion classes. I, I am a seamstress. I make clothes, all that kind of good stuff. So in the fashion world, you know that about every... 20 years on average fashion repeats itself i think it's repeating itself at a faster rate but that's a podcast for another time but we hold on to things hoping that when history repeats itself that we already have something that um can contribute to that repetition but if we're like new creatures i don't want anything repeating itself you know what i'm saying like I don't want history to repeat itself in my life because I fought really hard to get out of some situations. I don't want to hold on to things that remind me of those situations. So as that being like a perspective of looking at my clothes now, everything wasn't a, I don't want to go back there. It's just, it's not me anymore. Uh, case and example, I had a lot of eyelid tops and I mean, I liked them at one time because I felt like they looked super delicate. And I don't know what I was feeling about, you know, my looks. Well, I do know what I was feeling about my looks. I, I felt like I didn't feel feminine. And so eyelet tops were very feminine to me. So I'm like, okay, so when you want to feel feminine, you will just put on these eyelet tops and like what they're kind of flowy. They fit right. Like, you know, they're, they're modest, you know, just everything about them. Like it was, it was flirty, but it's crisp. So when I wanted to feel feminine, that was my go-to uh, garment. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that 
I've submitted my life to God and I feel feminine in whatever I wear now. So it's like, now when I look at that, I'm like, is that you anymore? And it's not me anymore. And it was okay to say, so I'm looking at things, inviting the Holy Spirit in to say, what is me and what's not me anymore? And when it's not you anymore, it's okay. I'm, I don't even do the, I, I think, I can't remember who it is that says like mourn the clothes. No, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. Like I let a bad situation go. You are going to go. So that was the beginning of like why the overhaul because I know that I'm not who I was anymore and a lot of times here's the reality if you know that you're not who you used to be you should probably do an overhaul to get rid of some stuff and be ready for whatever your life pivots to right um now how I endeavored to go into this situation I did not do it the way some people normally do it and the way I used to do it before was I would pull everything out of every closet and throw it on my bed and go through stuff. And then I would have like the squirrel moment and <laughs> try some things on or be like, oh, this is a cute outfit. You should like go outside and um, in this outfit right now and go get you a bagel because I didn't even know you had this. Like it was very, it was like I had a very short attention span anytime that I've done that. And for anybody, if you have a lot of clothes and I had a lot of clothes and I, you know, even after this overhaul, I still have a good amount of clothes left, but a lot less than before. Um, when you're doing that kind of stuff, it does not work in your favor because what ends up happening is two hours in, you are overwhelmed, fatigued. Uh, you found a cute outfit you want to run the streets in and you come back home and all of this clothes is still on your bed and you ready to go to sleep, you want to take a shower and jump in bed. And now you got to push all this clothes on the floor because you're not putting it back on the closet because you're trying to go through it. And that turns into fatigue, frustration, and then you just kind of give up and just put the stuff back in the closet over the course of the next month. Well, I'm over it. I stopped doing that. So what I did was I did small intentional efforts. And small intentional efforts help you with an overhaul. They really do. Because what you're saying is for this, for a half an hour today, I am intentionally going to go through all of my jeans. So I would go through, like when I would get off of work, I would intentionally say, we're tackling jeans today. Now, when you're tackling jeans, make sure that you've cleaned all of your clothes before you do a closet overhaul because you're thinking, oh, I don't even have anything and half of your clothes is in the wash. So you want to make sure that you're starting your overhaul with all clean clothes. And I'm going to tell you why that works um, in your favor both ways. Because if you find stuff that you want to donate, don't donate funky, dirty things. Donate, <laughs> donate clean clothes. <laughs> don't donate anything. Like they'll tell you, please don't donate stuff that has like, you know, spots and stains. Because if you wouldn't wear it, why would you want somebody else to wear it? So start off with all clean clothes and be intentional. I did, um, one day I did jeans. The next day I did my sweaters. Sweaters was painful. Like I really stopped and beseeched the Lord because I moved from New York to Ohio. I want to say this year it'll be like a decade or this year it was a decade that I've been here. But New York for life, ah, 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 BX. Um... Queens girl though, but I just, the BX was the last place I lived. But like, 
moving from New York to Ohio, the weather, it's not the same. Like it's very cold in Ohio and I don't know what happened, but you know, somewhere along the line, it was a lot of sweatshirts and a lot of sweaters. And I was like, everything that I looked at, I'm like, but you wear that, but you wear that, but you wear that. But I had a very, I had a rule, like it can't overflow the, what, whatever it's in. So if it doesn't fit in your container, if it doesn't fit in your closet, if it doesn't fit in your dresser drawers, if it doesn't fit in your armoire, you need to downgrade to fit to what you have so that you're not building out a bigger space to house stuff because that's how you amass more stuff that you don't need. So I really like sought the Lord for the sweaters. Um, but in everything, every, so this, it, the process took me about two weeks to complete for my closet overhaul. And I did small intentional efforts. Like I absolutely, I can't, I can't express that enough. Take a half an hour every day to touch on things. So here are the following things that I touched on so that you can know like how this worked out for me. The first things I did was jeans. The second thing I did was sweaters and sweatshirts. The next thing I did was dresses, two pieces. The next thing I did was tops. So I didn't include tops in sweaters. And I did include two pieces and um, skirts together. I then had, so I had jeans first, remember. Pants are separate. So pants were separate from my jeans because my pants actually hang up on pants hangers. My jeans, I fold them up and put them away. So for every space that I had, I actually created intentional time to work on that thing. It even kind of overflowed into me. Um, of course, I ended up going to the underwear section, like my panties and bras. Uh, my gym clothes, then it poured into my makeup, my God, it poured into my hair care products, sweet lamb of God, it poured into my kitchen, like this thing, like really poured itself over into everything. Once I started, I couldn't stop. And the process, like the whole overhaul of that was probably three weeks, but for my clothes, it was two weeks, absolutely worth it. Um, the next thing I want to say is don't talk yourself into keeping anything. That was the game changer. Do not talk yourself into keeping anything. If you look at it and you can't find um, outfits that go with it, or you're trying to make yourself love it again, oh, but it's white. And you know, I need a white top. If that's not the white top that you've been wearing and it's sat there for a year, you don't need that white top, donate it and buy something that you actually will wear but don't talk yourself into keeping something like that that was the game changer for me because it was a reality that we talk ourselves into a lot of situations because we think that we should have that situation oh my god that'll preach but when you're looking at your clothing you can't like if it's not you it's not you be honest and say that so that you can Allow the Holy Spirit to say, this is who you are. Like, why are you trying to keep these, you know, pum pum shorts? If you don't even, you don't even wear pum pum shorts in your house. You got little short shorts, like gym shorts. But what are these for? Like, what are you holding on to these for? So don't talk yourself into keeping anything as well. Um, donate usable stuff. Like, donate the stuff that people can wear and throw out what nobody can wear and i know that most people are like oh my god you have to like upcycle and like the earth <laughs> i care about the earth but i'm not an upcycler um 
And if you're not an upcycler, don't use this as a time to become one. Get rid of your stuff, throw it out. Like if it is unusable and undonate, like you can't donate it and you can't, um, you know, it's not something that you want, let it go. Because the fact of the matter is, is baby girl, you are not making a quilt out of it. You are not making, um, new, new pillowcases. You're not making cleaning rags with it. Let it go. It's, it's already here. Like if, if it's already been used, like throw it out, just throw it out and be done with it. Throw away that kind of stuff. And I just like, I just, it's not boo to upcycling but boo to upcycling if you've never upcycled before. So now you just have a bag of stuff that you don't wear that's sitting in a corner. And then, you know, at some point you're going to go back and look at it and be like, oh, I discovered it. Like, it's just let it go. If you're, especially if you're trying to create a new you, you know what I'm saying? The next thing that I would say um, to not do that's probably going to create a lot of heat is don't buy aesthetically don't buy to create an aesthetic for the overhaul that you're doing which basically means do not buy your little matching hangers with your matching um like container holders or you know all of the things that are cutesy that are like you know amazon made me buy it don't buy it and the reason that I'm going to say that is because buying those things just wastes your money, especially if you haven't determined that you're going to stick to this overhaul or stick to the plan of just clearing some stuff out and seeing how things work. There's plenty of time to buy it later. Don't spend your money now. Like uh, uh, the issue with overhaul is, is that when you have an overhaul, you are absolutely mixing it with some level of of consumerism which is well in order to complete this overhaul i need to buy this 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 and that and it's so weird that in order to have less you're buying more to have less like where does that make sense where where do they do that at here of course but what i'm saying is if you really 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 are into the overhaul and not the aesthetic what you don't need to do first is buy um like your matching hangers and your you know your little baskets and all that kind of stuff do that later create your aesthetic after you have created the habit of actually clearing out what you have and seeing what you have before putting anything else into it uh the next thing i would say that will follow into that is um two things actually one Create a follow-up to keeping the area clean or keeping that, how, how you've overhauled, keeping the overhaul up. You need to create a follow-up to create, to keep your overhaul up. You also don't want to go and rush to replace what you have let go. This is super big. If you are doing an overhaul to lessen your load, it doesn't make sense to go out and buy more things because in essence, the space that you just freed up, you're now filling it up with something else. Give it a minute to breathe. Let your closet breathe before you go out and buy a whole bunch of new things. Um, like I said at the top, uh, not really the top of the episode, but when I was talking about you have a closet where you have so much clothes, but nothing to wear. This is that opportunity where you can figure out 
what actually goes with what after you've cleared out the things that no longer work for you after you have cleared out the things that no longer fit you after you have cleared out the things that are broken and can't be repaired and not just can't be repaired but that the, the things that you don't plan on repairing if you are not going to get the zipper replaced like let it go but after you've cleared all that kind of stuff out then it is about creating a look that works and is cohesive so when I did this, I was looking, I'm like, well, what goes with what now? Because now that you've cleared this out, what do you actually have that works together? And that was, that was interesting. Like that it's a task. Uh, but one of the things that I actually use to help me is this app called the XZ app. Now, at the time that I was, you know, brainstorming this baby of a podcast and this episode, um, the XZ app left much to be desired, but it was the closest thing to what I needed. I needed something that could visually capture what's in my closet, but also tell me what the weather's going to be and what I should wear based on the weather. I like that kind of stuff. I really do because, you know, outside of asking, you know who I can't say it because she's listening. Her name starts with an A and it ends with a the. Um, outside of like asking the girl uh, what the weather is. And sometimes the girl will give you uh, clothing options, but that's few and far between. But it was very, I needed something that showed what was in my closet, what I had versus, and like give me ideas on what to pair together. And you're like, oh, Jaquel, I thought you were a stylist. I thought you did. I do. But, you know, sometimes you get lazy. And I, I never think that even as a stylist and somebody who likes fashion, somebody who creates style and, you know, you, you, you like a style, I don't think that you should ever say that I'm the end-all be-all, which means that nobody else can contribute or say, have you ever thought about wearing this with this? So the app kind of gives me that. And it absolutely did. If you hear my dog snoring in the background, just disregard him, okay? Cool, cool, cool. Um, but what, like there are certain garments and clothing articles that I had that the app gave me an option of like never even considering, like I have some like Palazzo sweatpants and you know, I'm thinking baby, those are kick around pants, but the app shows me, oh, well you have a pair of mauve ones. If you wear them with this top, it actually is kind of like, you can go outside and it's like, and I'm like, oh, okay. I love it. I love it. So that once you create that that space and you're looking at the follow through and what you can actually create based on what you have you can actually not buy anything because the whole point of the overhaul was to see how you could make what you have work for you um especially since we're in a recession i know that the news says that we're about to be in a recession but the way that my food and gas bills are still set up honey we are in a recession like you don't necessarily need to buy anything new like what you have could possibly be um what you can use and i want to pause for the cause to say again show me your privilege without telling me your privilege i absolutely realize that i am in a position of privilege to be able to overhaul my clothes so it's not i'm not being tone deaf which is why i'm saying like also donate where you can donate because everybody doesn't have the ability to say oh i can't buy you know everybody doesn't have the ability to buy something if they are in need of something um 
And I want to be sensitive to that because I don't think that, you know, if you're walking circumspectly in the world, you can't just be self-absorbed and say, oh, this is what I do. Like I've seen that culture on TikTok, like what do they call stay-at-home daughters? Like, wow. But I don't, I, just because that's an extremism of, um, privilege, I don't, extreme privilege doesn't mean that that's the only type of privilege there is. You are absolutely privileged if you have more than enough and someone has nothing. Like, be mindful of those kind of things. And I think when I did this overhaul, I was very mindful. Somebody has nothing and look at you having all of this stuff so much so that you could give away half of your closet and, you know, not miss a beat and not miss uh, an outfit change. And like, that's the reality. And so because of that, like this overhaul was more about like heavy donations. Um, I did let my friends like go through some of the stuff, but when I went to, um, the Salvation Army, I like, I backed my truck in and the guy who was taking the clothes, he said, wow, like all of this. And I'm like, all of this. And he was just like, you know, thank you. Like they will absolutely, people will absolutely be able to like appreciate this. And if you guys even know of like places where you can donate, um, where somebody can get clothes for free, like, let me know. I know the Salvation Army, it's like a, a nominal fee to buy stuff, but I would also be interested in just having like clothing giveaways. Like I just want to be able for, if you are in need, like some, like, and from, for those, those of us have, that have nice things that we can give away, like if somebody is in need, I just want them to have it. I don't want you to have to pay for anything. I already paid for it and I don't need it. So let me give it to you. Let me gift it to you. You know what I'm saying? But when you are overhauling and you're making sure that you're, you're downsizing, like it's not necessarily to buy again, but it's to see who you are now without buying anything else. So don't buy anything else. Don't rush to replace the, you know, the, the shoes that you let go of. See if you wear the shoes that you got now. Like I'm for the rest of the year, I'm not really buying anything, um, outside of if, if I need it, like if I need a, a new set of underwear, I'm definitely going to get a new set of underwear. But like, even when it comes to jeans, they, old Navy, old Navy always has a sale on jeans and I kind of like Old Navy's jeans a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you could buy you a new pair of jeans. And I'm like, no, girl, you got like enough pairs of jeans. So you don't need to actually buy any more jeans for the rest of the year unless you dramatically drop in size or you dramatically um, go up in size. Because part of the overhaul for my jeans, at least, and not just my jeans, but everything is if it didn't fit, it was gone. I left no room. Like I, I don't have anything in my closet for my hopeful skinny days again the size i am is the size that i am and you know I, like they say the <laughs> my summer body is the body that's here the size that i am is the size that i wear so i'm i didn't keep anything that i couldn't fit or that i didn't feel comfortable in so i'm but i also am not buying anything to replace the stuff that i let go of i have enough stuff that i currently do fit that i can work outfits around to make sure that that is the thing, right? So get an app, uh, that takes pictures of the clothes that you have. And I like that took a little bit of time. That's probably why it took like two weeks. So everything that I had, like my shoes, my clothes, my jeans, 
all of those things. I took pictures of them. And sometimes like when I was laying down at night, I could find pictures online because this app, again, XZ app, it will allow you to import from online. So if you know what the top looks like and you rather take a picture from online because the picture in your bedroom look like a Poshmark picture and the clothes don't actually look um, appealing or attractive, like you can actually pull a picture of what you wore um, from online and it goes into this app. It creates like outfits, it creates looks. It also creates this calendar. And so when I am not uh, teleworking and I'm actually creating like an outfit that I wear, I actually put it in my calendar so I can see how many times do you wear this. Uh, I'm going to give you a little uh, tidbit about uh, the life of Jaquil. I realize I am a serial jean repeater. I will wear the same jeans for three days in a row if I'm teleworking. Like, I don't even feel bad about it because I ain't done nothing in them. Like, unless I've spilled food on them or something like that. But when I get up and I take my shower and I'm about to go and walk the dog, it's the same jeans. And I'm like, unless I'm going somewhere for that day, I'm not taking those jeans off to put a new pair of jeans on. It's these jeans. So, like, when I realized that, I realized that when I was looking at the app and creating outfits, I'm like, you wear those jeans <laughs> three days in a row. <laughs> okay, girl. All right, relax. But it's it's those kind of things that realize why do you need to buy a new pair of jeans if you if you're a serial jean wearer? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that to be like, oh girl, wear wear them jeans five days like wear them jeans for a whole week. If you don't want to, don't. Like if they're clean, you know, it's your closet. I don't want to be that person, right? But I definitely say don't buy anything to replace anything. I would say make sure that you are using what you have so that you are actually defining who you are and use that time like allow a deficit time so don't go out and buy anything but go look and see if there's like a deficit and you're like look i could really use this or i realize i actually need like a black cardigan or i realize that i actually do need a decent button-up white blouse or you know it would be nice to not have heels and to actually have a pair of sneakers that works with everything that I wear or works with the majority of what I wear versus like all these different colorful sneakers but allow that deficit time don't buy anything don't replace anything because you want to see what if you can function with what you have left over and when we're doing a closet overhaul I'm not telling you to get rid of everything blindly again ask God, invite the Holy Spirit in. What should I keep? What should I let go of? And the things that you can keep, I guarantee you, you'll be able to find something. And the things that you'll let go of, I guarantee you, you'll bless somebody else with those things. But you'll actually see more of a definition of who you are as a person, what you want style-wise. And you'll be able to say, okay, this isn't the look that I'm going for. Or this is the look that I'm going for. So then you can make that list up, that to-do list of the things that you would need that would help create your overall style look. Yes, yes. Whoop. Finally, you want to have tangible follow-up um, steps, meaning it's more than just an overhaul that creates um, an overhaul. It is the lifestyle that you create after um, you have cleared everything out. It is really... The life you live after the overhaul determines the success of the overhaul. That means uh, my homegirl, Alex, she she put me on to something that she was doing because I, 
I talked to my friends about the overhaul as I was going through the overhaul. I invited people into the overhaul, meaning to talk about it because like, not only did I, you know, invite the Holy Spirit in, but like sometimes you're flushing stuff out by like, you know, am I being crazy or is it, you know, is it just me or is it all of us? And the, the beauty about relationship, AKA a cooperative, um, a bunch of people working together towards um, a, a similar goal. Like the, the, the beauty about having a cooperative of people that is your tribe is that you realize that you're not in this uh, space and place alone. And you realize that in order to create a lifestyle of something, you have to have steps to actually apply it. It can't just be a theory. And one of the things that I um, gleaned from my homegirl is that she's creating a wash day, like a weekly. She's doing hers like twice a week. I'm doing mine's like once a week. So every Wednesday for me is wash day. And at the time of this recording, I've already completed like one weekly wash day. And you know, what a, what a blessing, what a privilege. Um, this pandemic, like, right, like I'm telling you, as the, when the pandemic hit, I just moved into my house. I hadn't even been in my house like a full two months before the pandemic hit. And like old school Jaquil is New York Jaquil, which means even my home was in a place where it's not, um, I need to be accessible. And when I say accessible, I need to be walking distance from a grocery store. I need to be walking distance from a bodega or, you know, I guess what, you know, it's known anywhere outside of New York is like a deli or a, what is it? A street store. That's what I guess. That is going to haunt me because I don't know the word outside corner store. Woo. Oh my God. Y'all, <laughs> I was about, y'all was about to lose me for seven minutes trying to figure it out. Because it's a bodega to me, but a corner store to other people. Like, I need to be walking distance from uh, a bodega. I need a corner store for y'all. I need to be walking distance from a laundromat. I need to be walking distance from a pharmacy. Like, those are things the New Yorker in me absolutely still looks for those things, even living in Ohio. Because just in case something happens with a car, you don't want to be stranded. And you want to be where you can be. But... But when the pandemic hit, I was still going, I was living in my home without a washer and dryer. And I like, I was literally washing like the last full load. And you know, when you got a lot of clothes, it's like, you can not wear stuff for, you know, three weeks before you have to hit the laundromat. And the last time I went to the laundromat, like before the pandemic was in full swing and everything was under lockdown, you had to, um, like you had to wait in your car while your car, while your clothes was cleaning, like, cause they couldn't have a lot of people in the laundromat at one time. And everybody's in the laundromat trying to clean their stuff because at that time you didn't know like how, how COVID was being passed. So everybody was trying to like clean and sanitize their clothes so they could, you know, you don't know what's coming next. So you want to make sure you got clean clothes for it. And when I went there, like when I went to the laundromat, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yo, it's like, it's wild for the night out here. And after that last time, I was like, well, let me see if I qualify, you know, for like the Home Depot loan to get 
your um, washer and your dryer. And, you know, thank God I did. I mean, I qualified for it, but it, it, you, you still got to pay it back. It's not free, y'all. Um, but when my washer and dryer came into my home, that long story to say this, I, I assumed that because I had a washer and dryer in my home now, I would be washing way more often than I did when I was hauling my clothes to the laundromat. Lies you tell. <laughs> I was worse, okay? Especially when you can just throw some drawers in a small wash and be like, all right, you're good, you're good. Like it would be a month and I'm like, I'm not washing clothes because you know, I have enough. And when I need to wash like the occasional thing, I'd wash the occasional thing, but my clothes was piling up and it didn't allow me to see my full wardrobe, my, my full potential. I'm always wearing the same things. Like I'm a, I'm a repeater and I'm not, I, I say that I'm a repeater and I say that kind of proudly because before when I was younger, more insecure and, um, social media was just on the rise. Like Come on, come on a generation that knows uh, the the rotary phone and the cell phone. Hey, come on, Robo, shout. Um, we were the originators of like that whole, if you got pictured in it once, you, you can't be seen in it again. You know what I'm saying? Like the consumerism of it all. Like it's so crazy. Like hey, because you posted a picture in this one outfit and you plan on, you can't wear it anymore. Like it's no good because... You know, and like even the jokes are like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear this again because nobody saw me in it. Like if, if you didn't see me in this fit, did it really happen? And so like you, you're like just, just the whole buying of things so that you can wear something new to take a picture in something new to not be seen as somebody who's like an outfit repeater. Boo hiss on that. Like I'm all for, if you saw me in this outfit and I look cute in it, you are absolutely going to see me in this outfit again. But going back to saying why I'm saying all of this is that like when you create a, a flow, like a tangible follow-up step as simple as washing your clothes weekly, you are able to see what you have. You are able to see what you run through. Your closet is fuller like more times than not even after letting something go because you're washing it on a more consistent basis to see, oh, listen, I love this button-up shirt. I'm always gravitating towards this shirt. I'm always gravitating towards this style of thing. Like these are the things that I like. So those are the follow-ups that you need to actually create a sustainable lifestyle of style versus um, a lifestyle of style versus just buying stuff that you wear and drop, wear and drop, because that doesn't, that creates a, a more consumer centric lifestyle than a, a, a style of like who you really are as a person. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a shape, a shape shifter when it comes to my style. I want to be comfortable. I want to feel comfortable. I want to be able to get dressed, at least know like what I'm wearing in under, listen, let me keep it a stack. I, in 15 minutes, I want to know I want to look in my closet and be like that, 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 you know what I'm saying? And not be like in my house for two hours. And I still haven't figured out what I'm wearing because I don't know where those jeans are. I thought that these jeans were the ones that fit me, but these is actually two sizes too small. So now what am I going to do? If you don't have those things, you won't have those problems. So if you don't have clothes that's too small, you won't have the problem of trying something on and realizing it's too small. Right. Um, so that's what I would say. Like you have to make those follow-up steps that 
that uh, create a culture of this downsizing, this overhaul. I don't want to say downsizing. That creates the culture of the overhaul of the style that you want to see. Because what I realized from this whole situation is that I am not, um, I'm not a minimalist by any stretch in my giving. I did not give away, but two pairs of shoes. And I realized I I love all the shoes that I have, the shoes that I let go of, I let go of them. Um, the ones they could not be donated. Like if they were too beat up, I, I, I absolutely did not donate them. I let them go because I, like I said, if you're giving something, give something that you are wear. And so if you, if I couldn't clean them up and I tried to clean, um, a couple of pairs of sneakers, it didn't like, they didn't clean up well enough to like be what you would want to donate. So I, I didn't donate them. I let them go. Um, and the reality is, is like some of those sneakers were like kick around sneakers where I was like walking the dog. So they, they're muddy and ugly and so they weren't going, there was no, there was, they were at the point of no return anyway, but I realized that you only need one pair of kick around shoes. You don't need seven pairs of kick around shoes. You need one pair. Um, you don't need 18 million pairs of jeans. You don't need 18 million pairs of jeans with rips in them. You don't need, like, I, I found what I needed and I kept (laughs) what I needed. And that like, that, absolutely help the app that i have again the xz app on the apple store apple phones forever um that was the game changer for me because it allows me to see what's in my closet it allows me to make things it does give you suggestions but i rarely go with their suggestions um then the next thing that I did was like, I looked at how this poured over into everything else and it poured over into my, uh, makeup. I let it go a lot of old makeup because it's old makeup. You don't need old makeup. That's, um, I, I, I jammies (laughs) and lip whammies. Um, it poured into my accessories. I let go of a lot of jewelry that I didn't wear. And it's not like gold jewelry. It was literally like costume jewelry, fashion jewelry, like the chunky necklace era. I'm not going back there. Like that's not who I am. So I'm very much like delicate, uh, necklaces. I do have a name, neck, a nameplate necklace. Boom. Forever. Um, it went to like my hats. Like I let go of hats. I let go of purses. I went through my kitchen for, um, (laughs) small appliances that I no longer use, like things that like certain types of bakeware and I do bake and I do cook from scratch, but like everything, if, if I'm not using it, I don't need it. So I also donated, um, the small appliances to, uh, the Salvation Army, but it was a real overhaul. And I won't say like, technically it could be considered a downsizing based on what I had amassed, but because I'm not trying to live a minimal, a minimalist life, and I'm not trying to encourage anybody else to live a minimalistic life. It is simply a life where you are looking at what you have and making a conscious effort to remove the things that you don't need and keep the things that you do need and leave space for things that you may need in the future. Um, that is what this overhaul was about. And if you're doing an overhaul, those are the things that those are the key things that you should look at when doing an overhaul. Get rid of the things that you don't need. Keep the things that you do need 
give space for the things that you'll need in the future. Um, with that, you'll be able to just feel more comfortable in that home. Like my home feels more home. It doesn't feel um, cluttered and clustered. Now I'm already like, again, I told you I'm a seamstress. I make clothes. So I already have like fabric. I do make clothes. Um, if I don't see something and a lot, a lot more lately, another, another podcast for another time when I don't see things that I would wear, I make them. So you know, I also wanted to have room for when I make myself a dress or when I make myself pants. I want to have room to let those things live in my closet versus the things that are in my closet that I don't wear. You know what I'm saying? So even if you're not a seamstress, that can still apply to you. That's the whole make space for something in the future. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this uh, maiden uh, episode <laughs> you can find me on instagram at the style cooperative you can also find me on tiktok the o uh, at og queens girl and that's og queens girl the full letters um i am on youtube at the fashion under 50 um yeah i don't think anywhere else i'm trying to think if i do i like i'll put it um I mean, who remembers Tumblr, y'all? <laughs> um, but my Pinterest is private, so don't follow me there. Um, but yeah, so I hope to see you guys again. I plan on doing these podcasts twice a month um, because minister, <laughs> uh, worker. <laughs> so uh, I won't be doing them weekly, but I hope that you... Um, I hope that you stick around. I hope that this made an episode was enough to keep you um, interested in hearing the more that I have to talk about because I've got some, uh, I got some John Blaze stuff. Like I got some fire, like in the, I got a bullet in the chamber for you guys when it comes to topics that I want to discuss about like fashion and style and um, like through the lens of being a believer. I think one of the issues that, um, I've seen in social media is that, you know, we celebrate everything else, but we don't celebrate like being a believer in these spaces and where they're absolutely believers in the creative space. And, you know, there are absolutely those of us who are not prideful or not saying that we're one thing when we're another thing. You can be a believer and be stylish. You can be a believer and be a creative and have a creative mind and have a, you know, have a twist um, that makes you uniquely you without being um, boring. Like, you know, I, I, my, my feelings get hurt when people are like, oh, you're a Christian. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still, you know, I'm still Jaquil. Like God made me like fearfully and wonderfully made y'all. So all of this, he made it and I'm trying to keep it all in order. Like I don't want, I want there to be a voice for those to be encouraged to be like, I can live a biblical life that's still a fulfilling life. Like I can live a life that is like, it, it, it is full of fashion. I did make this or I am doing that or, you know, this is how, and filter, like show how people do life as a believer. Like you can't be hidden and show people like you can't put, you can't put a cover on a lamp on a hill. I know that I absolutely butchered that scripture. 
but you know, boom, <laughs> like another example of being like a believer that is realistic. Like, you know, we haven't all memorized every single scripture, but we are trying to live a life that is pleasing to God. We're trying to do the work of the ministry and we still have unique personalities that can contribute to um, the space of conversation. If you inclusion includes me come on say it with me inclusion includes me so we can't talk about inclusivity and exclude me from the table so we're here i hope that you enjoyed this i hope to um i really hope that you guys uh tune in for the next episode um i, I kind of feel like should i give you guys the title of it so maybe y'all um will definitely be down um so let me give it to you it is it's either going to be one of the two it's either going to be what is your style motive or the if you know you know culture so i hope to talk to you guys hear from you guys again you can find me on instagram at the style cooperative you can also find me on tiktok at og queens girl you can find me on youtube at the fashion under 50 until next time it has been great